Hey, welcome to another episode of Leader Fluent. This is Stephen Blandino, and today I'm excited to talk to you about something that will help you and your team get better. Today's topic is coaching others to succeed. Not only is coaching beneficial for you, but it's a great way to develop the people on your team. So today, I'm going to share with you three practical ways to use coaching to take aim at the potential of others. Hey, before we get started, let me take a moment and tell you about a coaching package that I offer to leaders. It's called Creating a Healthy Organization. This six-session coaching program helps leaders clarify organizational direction and then create organizational alignment. Plus, it's all about helping to hire and onboard new staff members, improve employee engagement, invest in the growth of team members, and develop a healthy organizational culture. So if you want to learn more, just visit stephenblandino.com and click on the coaching tab and uh, I'll reach out to you and love to connect and talk more about this opportunity to help you and your organization get better and grow healthier. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to do so today on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. Plus, each episode comes with practical show notes and help to apply what you are learning. So subscribe today and it really does help if you would also leave a rating and review. It helps to spread the word to more leaders just like you. Hey, thanks again for joining me today. Now let's jump into today's episode on coaching others to succeed. Coaching is a powerful tool to help people grow. I know for me, I've gained a huge amount of insight and perspective from the coaches I've had over the years, whether they were other leaders I'm friends with or coaches I hired to help me grow. Personal and professional coaching has helped make a massive difference in my leadership and with challenges that I've faced over the years and overcoming leadership barriers. But coaching isn't just something I've personally benefited from. It's also something I've been able to leverage to help others grow too. Whether I'm coaching a friend or a staff member or a client, coaching is powerful in helping others succeed. So that raises a question. What exactly does a coach do? I like to say it like this. Great coaches take aim at potential. AIM stands for assessment, insight, and motivation. In other words, a coach will take aim at personal and organizational potential by providing assessment, insight, and motivation so the leader or organization can realize their greatest potential. So let's unpack what it looks like to use coaching to take aim at potential. First, let's talk about A, assessment. One of the first things a coach has to do is assess the needs of the person they're coaching. Sports uh, coaches do this all the time, right? They, they observe their players and they know what they're doing well and how they need to improve. Why? Because you can't help a person reach your full potential if you don't understand their growth gaps. You have to assess where they're at, where they want to go, and the gap between the two. So when you're coaching someone, how do you assess their needs? Well, I think it helps to simply ask questions. For example, in what areas do you want to grow? Or what are the greatest pain points that you're dealing with right now? Or what area would make the greatest difference in your life or leadership if it got better? 
Or in what areas do you want coaching, right? Those are simple, practical questions to help assess the area the individual wants to grow and needs to grow. The reason asking questions like these are so important is because the most significant growth in a person's life will usually occur in the area where they have the highest intrinsic motivation to grow. If they're not intrinsically motivated to grow, it doesn't matter what you do or what you say, they're probably not going to give the effort and energy to grow in that area. But it's the areas where they have this internal drive that makes all the difference. Now, once you understand where they want to grow, your assessment might go deeper. For example, let's say you want to become a better public speaker. If that's the case, then assessment would require you to, to, to watch that person deliver a speech so that you could provide feedback. Or, or let's say the person wants to improve their leadership, but they're not sure where to begin. Well, in this case, you might administer an assessment tool like the, the 360-degree refined leadership test or the leadership practices inventory by James Cousins and Barry Posner. Both of these assessments will help you pinpoint the individual's leadership strengths and leadership gaps. One of the coaching programs that I offer is designed to help people discover their life purpose and, and then craft that purpose into a single compelling life mission statement. Well, during this coaching process, I'll always ask plenty of questions about the individual's past, about their experience, their values, their destiny markers. But then I also use a series of assessment tools like StrengthsFinder or Myers-Briggs or Leading from Your Strengths or Spiritual Gifts Assessment Tools to help the individual understand how God has uniquely wired them. So again, we're talking about using coaching to take aim at potential. And the A in AIM stands for assessment. Good coaches start by assessing the person that they're coaching so they clearly understand the individual's coaching needs. So the A in AIM stands for assessment. The I in AIM stands for insight. So following an accurate assessment, coaches provide valuable insights that will help a leader grow, improve, and get better. I remember several years ago, I wanted to pursue greater growth as a leader and as a pastor, and I knew that it was going to require that I get around some leaders who, who were ahead of me. So, so at the beginning of that year, I, I decided to join a coaching group in Atlanta, Georgia with several other pastors. And so each month, I would spend an entire day with these leaders talking about everything from spiritual growth to effective leadership in the church. And, and every month I learned something new because new voices were speaking into my life. In addition, I also wanted to expand my growth environment from learning from other high-capacity leaders while I was in town. So I thought, hey, if I'm going to be in Atlanta uh, every month for, for a day, day and a half, why not leverage that time to find other leaders that I can have a lunch with, that I can connect with? And so I contacted a friend in Atlanta who leads a ministry to young leaders, and I asked to meet with him during one of my trips. And then that friend introduced me to another leader who ended up meeting with me for about a 90-minute mentoring session. And then that leader introduced me to another friend who ended up coaching me once a month for the next nine months. So get the picture. During this time, I interacted with four different people who coached me in a variety of ways. They coached me through some of my toughest questions. They helped me navigate challenging terrain. They, they gave me wisdom to lead more effectively. Now, again, we're, we're talking about the I in AIM, which stands for insight. 
Well, when I reflect on my interaction with these four coaches that I was meeting with in Atlanta, that there were four different approaches they used to provide insight to me. And these four approaches are great ways for coaches to add value to the people that they're coaching today. So, so let me just very quickly share these four ways to provide insight. The first one is probing. Probing happens when the coach asks good questions to uncover the insight that's already inside the person. In other words, by simply asking the right questions, the coach is able to pull out of the person the solution to their challenge. The solution was already there all along, but, but it wasn't until the coach started probing by asking good questions that they were able to bring that insight to light. So, so the first way to provide insight is, is probing, asking those probing questions. The second way to provide insight is processing. In other words, when a person is being coached, they will often share ideas or strategies or pathways that they want to pursue. And in those moments, the coach's job is to help them process these ideas and these insights by serving as a sounding board, by, by asking clarifying questions, by maybe even pointing out potential blind spots, by processing the issue uh, with the candidate that they're, they're coaching, with the client that they're coaching, they are, they are helping the person gain greater clarity. So you've got probing, you've got processing. The third way a coach can provide insight is permission. You see, here, here's what I've discovered. Sometimes the person being coached knows what they should do, but they're lacking the confidence to do it. They might be scared to take a big risk that, that deep down they know it's the right thing to do, or, or maybe they, they're, they're struggling to have a difficult conversation with a team member that, that is long overdue, or maybe, maybe they have a bold dream, but, but just haven't taken the first step to get there. In each, each case, the, the person being coached doesn't actually need the coach's permission to act. However, when the coach affirms what the person is thinking, it gives them a confidence boost to actually act. So, so in this way, that the coach is giving permission and, and that permission giving is the insight needed to get dislodged from the paralysis of analysis. Okay? So the fourth way a coach can provide insight is through perspective. Perspective is all about offering breakthrough ideas, best practices, and maybe a, a fresh viewpoint on whatever the coach and, and the person they're coaching is talking about. In other words, the coach doesn't just ask questions, they actually offer practical solutions. So rather than pulling the solution out of the person, they make a deposit into the person with an insight that is exactly what they need in that moment. And, and this is really helpful, especially in formal coaching relationships that revolve around professional matters that maybe even require specialized expertise. That perspective can be a game changer. Now, all four of these approaches, probing, processing, permission, and perspective are great ways coaches can help people discover the insights they need in order to move forward. So, if you're going to coach others to succeed by taking aim at their potential, it starts with A, which stands for assessment. You got to understand where the person is at, what their needs are. Then it requires I, which stands for insight. And finally, it requires M, which stands for motivation. 
a good coach serves as a motivator. Now, this is really important to understand. By motivator, I'm not talking about constantly having to light a fire under the person you're coaching because they're just not motivated to do anything. If, if they're not motivated to grow, then trying to coach the individual is really a waste of your time and their time. So, so that's not what I'm talking about. By motivator, I'm talking about the coach standing on the sidelines and cheering the person on to success. Think about it. Every leader, you and I, all of us, we need a cheerleader in our lives. We need people who believe in us, who actively express that belief. That's what a good coach does. They cheer on the person they're coaching, letting them know that they're behind them all the way. So, so what does that look like? What does it look like to provide motivation as a coach? Well, I think a good coach provides motivation in three ways. The first one is acceptance. Sometimes uh, all, all that individual needs, not all they need, but what's really critical is that they, they have this true sense that they are accepted by the person that is coaching them. Something happen, powerful happens whenever the person being coached feels like their coach accepts them and doesn't judge them maybe on their past mistakes, doesn't judge them on, on whatever it was that got them to where they are now, to where they're needing uh, coaching to break through. No, acceptance motivates the person with a sense of belief and unconditional love. The second way to motivate is through affirmation. Affirmation is all about encouraging the person you're coaching. It's acknowledging their progress, it's celebrating their wins, it's expressing continual praise and affirmation. This ongoing support motivates the individual to keep going and to keep trying. And then finally, a coach motivates through accountability. You see, accountability is a motivator because it doesn't make room for excuses. It lets the person that you're coaching know that you believe they have what it takes to grow to a new level. And, and you're determined to help them get there as their coach. I love something that Tom Landry, the, the legendary coach of the Dallas Cowboys, once observed. He said, a coach is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear and has you see what you don't want to see so that you can be who you've always known you could be. That's the power of using accountability to motivate people. So let's review. If you want to coach members of your team, whether it's a, a team of, of volunteers, whether it's staff members, whether it's students, whoever it is, take aim at their potential. How? by providing three things. The letter A stands for assessment. In other words, ask questions or administer assessment tools to help a person identify the areas where they want to grow. And then the I stands for insight. So you provide insight to the people that you're coaching through probing, processing, permission, and perspective. And the M stands for motivation. You provide motivation to the people you're coaching through acceptance, affirmation, and accountability. Now I'll say it again. Great coaches take aim at potential. They provide assessment, insight, and motivation, and when they do, they help others succeed. So let me ask you a question. Who are you coaching? Or who can you start coaching? What member of your team, what member of your staff, who, who's that volunteer that you can begin to invest in in a very strategic way. Let's just be really honest. We do these three things all the time. 
when somebody sits down, maybe it's a friend, we'll, we'll sit down and hear what they're struggling with and, and kind of help, help assess where they need to grow. And then we'll offer insights that might help them move forward and, and we'll champion them. We'll cheer them on. We'll motivate them. So we do this all the time without even thinking about it. What would happen if you were intentional about it? If you were strategic and focused about providing that assessment in a way that really gets down to the core area where they needed to grow, that that really offers insight in a way that's not random, but you're using probing and processing and permission and perspective to offer the insight they need the most in the moment. And, and what would happen if you were that motivator that came alongside and, and helped them understand, hey, I accept you. Um, I, I, this is where you're at. Let, let's help you move forward. And you affirm them, giving them the encouragement they needed and offering that account accountability to help them actually take steps forward. Who can you start coaching today? Again, maybe it's a group of leaders in your area of ministry or in your industry. Maybe it's a group of volunteers on your team. Maybe it's your staff, whoever it is. Take aim at their potential with these three simple strategies. Well, I hope today's lesson helps you coach others to succeed. And again, if you're looking for coaching, reach out to me today at stephenblandino.com. I'd love to talk with you more about how I can help you and provide the coaching that will help you go to the next level. Well, I look forward to bringing you another episode of Leader Fluent next month. Until then, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating or review. And if you want to access previous episodes of Leader Fluent, you can do so on your favorite podcasting platform or at stephenblandino.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next month.